0: woke up in a lucid dream.
1: Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team, but at least we've got no
2: Hey everyone, I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of Worldwalkers. In our last episode, the Worldwalkers continued planning how to break out Tin and Roborto, while disagreeing on the rest of the details. In the cellar, Nina urged Tin to be ready to one day take her place as a master. It seemed Tin and Roborto would have their chance at escape when the leader of the Brotherhood of Iron came down personally to see them. However, a mistimed spell prevented them from breaking out. We join Vasa and the group as they finalize their plans and begin to put them in motion.
3: Grandmother, like you should you should spend your time trying to send us many you can to, as many messages as many gunslingers. And yeah. she like
0: holds up all these like letters on like ugly, um, like pink, like burnt orange paper that matches her shawl perfectly, with like this kind of like crazy looking cursive. Um, and she's like, on it! And she, yeah. she beetles away. Yeah. Uh,
3: Claiborne and Brimelstone together, you can scour the city to see if you can find, one, a safe place to, a, a way to get out of the city. Um, I will go to the docks to check to see if uh, there is a possible ship that we could find fair, that we could find passage on. And two, if you do find a way out of the city, an ideal place for us to bury the shards so that we can reclaim them on our way out. But Before you guys do that, uh, give me all your gold. And you too, grandmother, come back.
0: Oh, me dee dee here's ten gold.
3: Ten gold.
2: And Claiborne says, you want me to secure passage, or you?
3: No, we'll both be looking for a way to secure passage. I will be searching the docks. You can search for a way on foot, if that's a last resort. A way on foot, or on Mounted Beasts. Or, if they have wagons transporting things out, a, a wagon that we could stow away in any means of exiting the city. Mm-hmm.
2: My only concern with that is if you want to bury the shards
3: The shards will be buried on the route of whichever exit plan we have oh. It's not that they're buried outside the city They'll simply be buried on the way out And it, But I also need all your gold And the teleportation uh, scribe scroll that we already have
2: She hands the scroll over She's like, why do you need all the gold?
3: Well, she says, she says I'm going to try to If not convince the nomad to give us a teleportation scroll Purchase one from him
2: until she gives you the 640 gold you need.
3: Vasa pauses. And she says, Okay, I will try to return as much of this to you as possible.
0: Ertelby's gonna hug Claiborne's knees. She's just like, "Oh, mm. <laughs> Remember that time? Grandma,
4: grandma, just a little bit back. Just to thank you.
0: Sorry, I pretended to sorry. be old, you. <laughs> I didn't realize what a compliment I was giving myself then.
2: So she actually gives you 800 gold and says, that's actually all I have if you're going to go for a teleport. It's a lot pricier than this.
3: We'll see what I can do. And teleportation-wise, if we do get a teleport scroll, Brummelstone, do you think you would be able to cast it to return us here to this room?
4: Uh, yes. Right? (laughs)
2: Could I use roll arcane or I would feel you could give it a shot? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it'll be you'll have to roll and hope that you can nail it. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. I um, hope
2: I will be inspired.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, do, do iron or metal bars exist from in Vasa's world? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So she would just be. She's a. She would kind of look at the doppelganger. She's like, "You need to start stalking for, uh, or Brummelstone, If you can accompany them, you need to start stalking for a dwarf that we can." an ideal mark and if you can find any f- nail files or small tools and small jailbreak tools
2: all right so we'll start with Vasa at the nomads
3: well so first she's, uh yeah oh, you, know, you know you're right she'll go to the nomads first since that's the that's the most stable place to be
2: okay <clears throat> the nomads pastures he's actually she, dealing she with the customer sneaks she sneaks in oh well i mean yeah <laughs> um I guess we should do that stealth check real quick, yeah. All right. I'm just
3: saying, like, don't you fail me now, you stupid. No, I don't mean that. I'm sorry. Um,
2: all right. Fossa kicks open the
4: door and says, "I'm Fossa, <laughs> the World Walkers. I'm here."
3: <laughs> all right, so she. I am she got a
2: twenty-five. Phew. Okay, because I rolled fucking high, and <laughs> I was like, "Well, this is it." <laughs> Oh my
1: god
4: welcome to the <laughs>
2: cellar yeah so you wait into actually, and then you wait until the shop is clear mm-hmm. and then once you know it's clear you take your t- uh, step in and um the nomad notices you right away looks up and he's like "Oh, well, you're not locked up i heard you guys had gotten caught
3: and Vasa would just sort of say something. Oh, uh, news of our capture has been greatly exaggerated. And she's she's putting on an air of relatively relaxed. Had, would she have noticed who exited because she was observing the, the shop?
2: I mean, no one important.
3: And but Vasa says, "But we are. We may be planning a certain uh, liberation of certain friends of ours. How much for one of your teleport scrolls?
2: Uh, tele like just a teleportation scroll." Uh, yes. 2,560 gold.
3: Mm-hmm. And then she, Vasa, Vasa seems to nod and she says, this is quite reasonable. And then she pulls out um, the teleportation sigil scroll that was purchased earlier. And she says, if we were to add this into the barter, how much of that would it trim off the costs?
2: It would take mm-hmm. 320 gold off the cost.
3: 320 gold. I just need to, sorry, I just need to like math on the side. <laughs> And then uh, Vasa also produces a ruby that she has, uh, she had uh, from previous travels. Which actually, if you go through the logs, you can find it. And then she tu- yeah, yeah. she puts it down next to the teleportation sigil, scratches, and how much would this take off?
2: Another hundred gold.
3: And then she simply folds her, f- she folds her fingers, uh, she kind of kneads them together, and she rests her elbows on the counter. And she looks at the nomad. Quite frankly, and she says, "I will be level with you, sir. With everything that I have to barter." I can give you, in addition to everything else, a thousand more gold. That leaves roughly a th- one grand left on the table. Now, you can either refuse to trade with me this teleport scroll, or you can trade with me at the deficit of one grand, and in return, you will have an unlimited favor from the leader of the obsidians. I think that is worth far more than you can think imagine.
2: I told you you should get back to your city, right?
3: You did. However, if you do not assist me here and do me quite the favor, I will never return the city, and who knows what state my guild will be without me for a long time.
2: He looks really awkward.
3: No, and then and Vasa knows. She's like, she's keeping a poker face, and.
2: Your kingdom's in a bit of dishevel.
3: The entire city?
2: The entire city.
3: And then Vasa shrugs and she says, well. Then you. It's no
2: longer safe for me to even go to your city.
3: Hmm. That is unfortunate. However, good sir, you find yourself, whether you like it or not, a participant in a far larger issue whether the city crumbles and you and your, your uh, organization lose a route of trade, or whether my, my group fails and the dreaming world itself is at risk. You have a hand in changing that. Can mm. she? Can she? Can I roll for um, like a persuasion thing? Because this is technically yeah, persuasion. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So I'm just afraid to let go of my dice because
4: I know <laughs> they rolling
3: <laughs> so low. <laughs> okay, she got an 18 in total.
2: 18 total. Yeah. He says, "I'll knock another 250 off, but I can't lose a grand on this."
3: Hmm. Then Vasa produces one of one of the daggers that she has and she says, What if this was added back?
2: No, uh, I can't take this because they all return. Damn it.
3: Vasa says if all three daggers were returned, would you consider the price even? Sure. How much are these daggers worth anyway?
2: They are worth the rest of the price of the teleportation scroll.
3: And then Vasa just kind of gives him a look Like she's not she's not buying that
2: No he's not even trying to sell it Yeah <laughs>
3: Vasa kind of looks at him and says I think they're worth Kind of 400 gold more Than the worth of the teleport scroll I don't Vasa kind of just squints at him and is like Man if I make it out of this <laughs> I'm going to remember this And she passes over the daggers
2: all right. so oh, my God. Takes the daggers, takes everything else that you offered up, and then, uh, and then pulls out the scroll into the nice little scroll case. When he gives you the scroll case, he's like, I threw this in for you. It's not going to open unless you want it to open.
3: Does it shrink?
2: No, no. It-
3: can, you, can you throw in a bag that does shrink?
2: Do you, uh, like a bag of holding?
3: We're not exactly just going to parade around with a box under our, my arm.
2: Well, it's not a box. It's a, it's a scroll case. It's like a cylinder. And he, he shows like a little chain on it. He says, see, you can hook it on the back of your, your belt.
3: Can it shrink?
2: It cannot shrink.
3: Can I have a shrinking bag?
2: 4,000 gold.
3: Yeah. And Vasa just, Vasa just kind of like skiving him in the eyes. I thought we were all friends here. But then she just kind of, she just takes the box. <laughs> she takes the box with a scroll in it. And then she just uh, now she just kind of gives him a nod and says and walks on out, um, sneaks on out. To be fair,
2: but she, right, she's right, gonna
3: right. and she doesn't like the box. She thinks it's stupid. Um, <laughs> like, like so, it's a, it's a box that it's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cylinder, cylinder
2: with a, a chain on it, so that like you can kind of hook it to your back or something like that, and it doesn't open for anyone but you.
3: Yes, yeah, she fucking chains it to her belt, and she kind of like looks out. She says, "This looks stupid."
2: And then you're heading to the docks to try and secure passage?
3: Just to see if there is any passage to be had, yeah.
2: On, uh, basically, you, you head should, over yeah. there, and you can find several people that will take you for anywhere between. You know, there's an airship that doesn't feel too great that will take you, um, not very... They'll take you to Dormoneer for 20 gold apiece. What's Dormoneer? Dormoneer is a kingdom to the south. You once heard about it, uh, you don't... I think you mem- You would remember the idea that Ertlebee and Tin don't seem to like that place.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But that's the cheapest place to go.
3: Can I find a ship that's willing to take us back to Phallus and also not, not ask questions?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, most of the ships know better than to ask what's up. Okay. So, But the trip to Phallus is about, it'll probably cost you about 125 gold altogether.
3: So I'm assuming like, all of them are like, yeah, I'll, I'll take you all back for 125 gold, no questions asked, something like that. And Vasa would sort of, like, look for one that looks trustworthy and relatively uh, st- sturdy and reliable. Not somebody who, like, would fold the moment that they, the Iron, Brotherhood of Iron shows up, right?
2: <laughs> right, right. You yeah. got one.
3: Yeah. All right. Um, and then Vasa would be like, all right, so how long will you remain docked here?
2: Um, he says, if you pay me now, I'll stay here until you come back.
3: I can pay you half now and then half when we arrive. That's fair, and then, um boss says, "Do you mind if I take a tour of your ship? I just want uh, to make no, sure I'm... I just want to make sure it is secure enough for our passage.
2: yep, yeah, it takes you around. He's got obviously like every other ship that you've uh seen in the uh, in the port, he's got a dwarven crew. Everything else seems to be pretty boring about the ship, except for the fact that there's a forged down in the lower level outside of the engineer room, mm-hmm. but it stands more like a statue than a living uh creature like the forge that you know. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't do- talk about anything, he just walks on right by.
3: Does the ship look very new or very old?
2: Uh, it's of moderate build. It, nothing special about it. It's not going to outrace anybody. But no weapons on it, no no, like steam copters and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, and
3: Vasa, Vasa would note this and should say, your ship's not, not exactly well fortified.
2: No, we just don't get in trouble.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. And how fast is your ship?
2: Oh, uh, I mean, they'll get you where you need to get, but it's not going to get you there in a hurry.
3: Of the ships that I've interviewed, is there one that looks like it'd be faster? And also it's a more, like, well-fortified ship?
2: You could. You could start searching for ships that are faster and better fortified, but then the price would start jumping up pretty high.
3: Vasa would look at the captain that she's talking and she says, Your ship looks like a worthy vessel. I will be back as soon as I have browsed the rest of the ships here. Just a just a good business, you know. No problem. Yeah, and then uh, let's take a look down further for something that looks a little bit faster, a little bit more sturdy.
2: You can find a faster ship that um, what it doesn't have in cannons. There's no other ship that has cannons.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: What it does have <laughs> is a crew of people who uh, they. It's uh, Captain Belma is the captain that you're talking mm-hmm. to, and uh, Huan uh, the Sky Jewel is the name of the ship. Mm-hmm. And it is it is pretty fast. He's pretty uh, bold about how fast the ship can be. And besides that, he has a crew of uh, sky leapers. Mm-hmm. And he explains that his crew basically is fearless and will jump off of the ship with ropes and attack anything that comes at him.
3: Sounds like you and your crew uh, have a taste for adventure.
2: A bit. We're not really afraid to go anywhere.
3: Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Definitely salt in your blood for sure. How much would it cost to secure passage for my friends and I back to Phallus?
2: Yeah, you know, it's 50 gold a person, mm-hmm. so...
3: Uh-huh. And then Masa says, oh, well, I can pay you half here and then half when we arrive safely if your ship is truly as uh, sturdy and brave as you pretend to be, as you brag it to be.
2: A little bit of a, um... A little particular on the wording of that since I do everything in contract, so um, whether it's as brave or as sturdy as I say it is, that feels like slippery language. Um, basically, if I get you there, I get paid
3: pretty much. Is that good for you?
2: Cool, once I get you there, I get paid. I'm fine with that language now. Um, what are you up to?
4: So, I guess it starts with following Claiborne. So, we're if we're looking, I guess he would ask her if we were looking to find. Um, Brotherhood of the Iron People off hours, where would we find them? Guess. As long as you don't say the gallery.
2: No, uh, not the gallery, just because.
4: That uh, was where I was afraid you would say.
2: That's where we're going to have to do it.
4: All right. Well, then...
2: It's nice and, you know, honestly, let me go in. I'll uh, have a few words with the bartender and make sure the guy has a good time. And then once he leaves and he does his... uh, victory march back to his home we'll just catch him on the way and it'll be real easy
4: well that sounds like that's taken care of
2: <laughs> not the first time i've done it and she kind of starts walking
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what brummelstone feels a little bit lost about
4: what to do now <laughs> he's, he's like that's so hot that he was ditched by the lady uh, and she's just like i'll do it all you just stay put so brummel yeah, was just
2: kind of just just stay safe <laughs>
4: yeah Aww. She's like, don't touch anything.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Before Claiborne leaves, she does turn around and she says, I get this guy. What am I doing with him? Am I bringing him back? I don't want him to see where we're at.
4: Oh, you're bringing the dwarf tonight?
2: Right? Don't I mean, let's, let's get it done, right?
4: <laughs> oh, uh,
2: <gasps> do you guys need more time to do your stuff?
4: Give us a day. We'll oh. do it tomorrow night.
2: You hear Roberto's voice in the distance go no yeah, <laughs>
4: Shut up Roberto.
2: And he just, she just looks at you he's like your brother is in danger. Help me. Shut up, Roborto.
4: I mean <laughs> no. He, he sits there and he goes oh,
3: man. Beating up little angel Roberto." <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> I knew he does not look tough. But I know that he can survive a day. And it's... I'd rather not send us all in there to die. Give him, give him just the night. <sighs> I know TV. it's... Yeah. I believe you said it yourself. This needs to be
2: a multi-part plan. Okay, that means you're giving him two days then, and she walks away. I like this girl now. What is Ertlebee doing in this time?
0: Um, Ertlby is sending letters.
3: Vasa would come back and she would say, she would quite simply um, say, I have the teleport scroll. And she offers it to him. Um, so the, the the little canister thing, is it is the obedience of it transferable?
2: If you want it to be, yeah. I mean, basically, you don't quite know, but Brummelstone will figure it out. Okay. Yeah.
3: And then Vasa says, inside this stupid looking thing, and she gives little cylinder shakes, is <laughs> a teleport scroll. And she says, you are the only one cast this. You must stay alive at all costs. And if most of us are within range for you to teleport out, do it. <laughs> Don't hold out for everybody because that may end in tragedy. Do you understand?
4: I understand. All right. I think maybe the plan is then uh, go in, rescue them, hopefully warp back here, get back here either through through teleportation or sneaking, then just weigh our options from there. You know, and it's going to be like a five minute decision there.
3: (laughs) And Vasa just looks around the room. She's like, this is not there is no place here to really hide anything.
2: So, um, Claiborne doesn't come back the rest of the night. Uh, next morning the door opens and you hear someone with, um, cool, heavy boots walk in and dragging something.
3: Vasa spins around with her, uh, blades drawn.
2: Um, Claiborne's dragging in the dwarf. He's completely blindfolded and beaten up.
3: Oh, she is so good. And she's
2: like, good news, I found an opportunity. And she just brings him in and throws him on the couch.
3: Vasa looks at her and then looks outside and she says, it's morning. Mm Mm-hmm. Vasa says,
2: the
3: plan was to do this at
4: night. Yeah. Damn. We go, where's the doppelganger? Come to find (laughs) out
2: that he's a morning person.
3: Uh, Vasa looks at him and basically roots through him trying to find any gold pouches or anything. Or anyth- anything of value, really.
2: Yeah, you find a gold pouch he has about six gold a couple copper, like four copper besides that you see his weapon on him the mace um, love, obviously
4: mm-hmm. Yeah, so we would disarm him, take the glove mm-hmm. hopefully grandma would go get whoever we're gonna get
2: when wake him up from his broken bed
0: Hello, Queen.
2: he kind of twists and turns. He's like, what, what?
0: And then Vasa
3: kind of actually, in the meantime, Vasa would be passing the glove to Claiborne, and she says, you're the fastest. If t- if um, push comes to shove, you will be the one who can release them the fastest.
2: Yeah, so, um, <clears throat> yeah, Ertlebee has stirred Quinn from his lovely slumber. Good morning. Uh, all right and he gets up and he's like um, you see him kind of think for a second you see him kind of shift from form to form trying to figure out who he wants to be today and then he kind of stops and he goes back to Brummelstone and he's like you think it's cool? to be me? oh and he looks over he didn't know you were in there and he's like <sighs> goes back to Quinn alright so goes, what's, what's going <laughs> on and he looks over and he's like oh are we doing this now?
4: we're doing it now
2: alright can I get breakfast first? No. Alright. Um, kind of walks on over there, and he's like, what do you guys want me to do? You guys want me to just look like him, or do you want me to take everything?
4: All everything. Take it all.
0: If you wouldn't right. mind, dear, please.
2: So he puts his hand on the guy's forehead, and then you can see him kind of start to shift until eventually he shaped to look just like the guy. And then including he, his clothes? Yep, yeah, with clothes and everything. And then he, he kind of ticks me and goes, What am I doing? No. Okay, I got it.
3: Do you know where Roberto and Tin are being held?
2: I don't know who they are. Wait. Your friends. No, I know. He knows. He's like, he's locked up in the fourth sector. Oh, no, no.
3: Why? Oh, no. That's
2: as far as you get. That's okay. where they put people, where they need to work on them and get information out of them.
3: Okay.
4: Where oh, are the man. guns being and he held? he looks over
2: at Brummel's, Brummelstone, he's like, I'm sorry.
4: Now you know why the urgency. I'm sorry for being rude, but let us move.
3: No, 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 not yet. Not until we know as much as we can that this dwarf knows. Where are the guns being held?
2: The guns are in the storage. I mean, that's where we put them. I mean, that's where they're at. They're in the storage facility in the third sector.
3: Vasa pulls out a piece of chalk, and she says, draw the floors that you know of.
2: Ooh, good idea. The first section is um, what he calls the main sector, and it's just a straightforward hallway. And they keep their, like, if they ever have to show the cellar for some reason, this is the area they show. Um, And it's pretty tame everybody in there um there's just doors there's no bars and then he draws the next area which is uh probably twice the size of the first area there's multiple aisles but they all lead the same way it's not gonna be too tough to get through this thing uh problem is that there are a lot of patrols in this area so we're gonna have to be like really fucking quiet um besides that uh the biggest problem is here right here and he shows the door to the third uh sector and he goes they we keep that pretty locked down because we don't want anyone getting past this area so we keep a vault armor right here in case people try and get in so gotta deal with that right there um honestly the guy's pretty cool it could probably just talk no no sorry so yeah we're gonna have to kill him uh third sector uh basically if we head to the west that's where the storage area is uh problem is this place is a damn maze we go in here and we're gonna need someone to help us find our way through like even i don't really know my way through here it's complicated like they built this one to make it hard for people in the fourth sector to get out. So we're going to have to find our way through the third sector. Then we get to the fourth sector and that's where the worst of the worst are trapped. And I don't think, I mean, there are people who don't deserve to be down there. There are people that absolutely deserve to be down there. You don't let anyone out when we get down there unless we need to take them with us. Like, that whole idea about, like, causing some chaos and opening up cells or whatever that you guys are probably thinking of, uh, no. Not when we get in the fourth sector. People down there are dangerous.
3: By the dwarven standards or by a general population standards?
2: By the only standards that matter, dwarven standards. I'm sorry. Um, they're some pretty bad people. Like, they, serial killers, uh powerful uh it's, i mean look i'm not supposed to talk about this but there are people down there from the war but they've still got captured
3: so it sounds like with luck on our side we can get through floors one and two relatively okay until we get to the door
2: problem is, every door every door is a large wooden door and he kind of he puts his hand up and he's like every every door up there where's my glove where's my sorry every door every wooden door has a series of metal bars in it and what you have to do is you have to use the glove and the magnets inside power them up and then drag the giant bolts around until you get them in the right order so the door unlocks there's no locks there's no picks to speak of in the traditional sense pretty hard to sneak open those doors the first two doors are pretty easy to move once you get to the third area there's a a number of bolts and it's a little more complicated I can't open the third we need someone with some smarts to do that
3: does it have to be a dwarf or can anybody with smarts open it?
2: It's going to take a dwarf because it takes someone with strength wait no I mean anyone that's strong enough could do it yeah Mm
3: Hmm. But between the third door and the fourth uh, sector is vault armor.
2: Right. The the there's a at the end of the second sector is vault armor that's gonna keep us from getting any further. Once we get into there, then we're in the storage uh, area.
3: How many patrols are on the third sector? Um, no, no, no. The second sector, even
2: the second sector. There's I mean anywhere from six or ten. There's a lot. Uh third sector is kind of nice because there aren't any. It's a maze. We don't go down there.
4: Mm-hmm. The only
2: people that know their way around there reliably are the ones that guard the storage area.
3: Yeah, what's the what's the door that the door between the third and the fourth?
2: It's just complicated. It's I just don't complicated. even know how to open All right. it.
3: Alright. So if we can make it to the third, we might have the advantage of
2: You could find Borfell, you could get him. Like, if I could find him and rip his brain out, I could do ah. the whole fucking thing then.
4: There's the plan.
3: All right. There's that then. I so, mean. So, Quinn, we have to keep Quinn alive. Sorry, and actually, Borfell's um, the
2: leader.
4: Uh, yeah. Like <laughs> we were just like, Borfell, got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like, we're like, all right.
3: It's a
0: leadery name.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, so it sounds actually, um, and she looks at Claiborne of this, it sounds as if Quinn should have the glove. One, because he will draw suspicion walking around without one. And two, because he will have knowledge of how to unlock the doors.
2: Yeah, but are we taking him with us? And she's staring at him.
3: How how were we planning on bluffing our way through and having a guide through there?
2: I don't know. Well, Brummelstone, you—I mean, you're a dwarf. You can do it. Why do we have to take him?
4: We have to take him because he knows more than I do. I'm not this. Spend
2: a day, and you can learn everything. That I mean. We you just, just said we
4: don't have the day.
2: We don't need a doppelganger with us.
4: We need a doppelganger. I'm sorry. If you feel
0: They may recognize Brummelstone.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Ertleby would go and, like. Not all dwarves look the same. Sit down next to Claiborne and be like, Deary, without this doppelganger, my son Torrance would have been at his job and would have been stabbed to death. This doppelganger took that hit for him. Now, I'm pretty sure Torrance is is alive, but th- uh, I'm still very, very sad knowing that he could be in danger, and the thought of, of him actually having died is too horrible. I trust this doppelganger. I think you should too.
2: And uh, Quinn... Walks up to him and he's like, "Don't worry, I don't like doppelgangers either." And he pats her on the shoulder. He's like, "Leave her alone. She's got a point. You can't trust them. Let's go."
3: Oh, wait, 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 wait. First, um, have the other have the doppelgangers done their thing where they've sort of um like set up kindling or anything or yeah, set yeah, by? you've got yeah. their
2: part, yeah, they, they've got things set up over there.
3: Have they brought back like small daggers or nail files or sort of jailbreak items? Yep. All right. Well, uh, Vasa would distribute the nail files to each of the members here, and so you just do you not know, just hide them on your person as you can.
1: Hmm.
4: Can I do like a investigation for like the best place to hide the shards, and then just hide them and go? I feel like. Oh uh, yeah, give it a shot. Or if I've been like searching the place for the last, yeah, time. I'll do
3: the same thing. Just a double, just All in right. case she needs to disagree with Stone. Of course,
1: you could just help. <laughs> <laughs> All
4: right. <laughs> So Laza got a 12. I got a 10, so we're probably... <laughs> so you
2: guys have pretty much agreed on the same spot.
4: Yeah. Tucky.
3: I mean, it's a small room. There's really not much.
4: Yeah, I feel like it's, it's kind of just like, uh, there, there, okay. Yeah, sure. yeah, all right. Let's go.
3: Yeah. Um, oh, so, so and then she, we need to give as many spare items as we can for Ertlebee to hold so yeah, she can here, in mouse yeah. form.
2: So you're all just... <laughs>
3: Like, imagine poor little grandma just, like, literally getting piled on,
4: but <laughs> not, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: I just imagine, like, turning into a really, really fat mouse for some reason. And the, the dwarf, look, uh, or Quinn, as the dwarf looks impatient, is like, come on, we gotta get going. Claiborne looks up and she's like, why? Why are you such a rush? And he's like, because it's almost lunchtime.
3: What happens
4: at lunchtime?
2: Uh, people leave.
3: That's uh, good. We should catch that. Um, yes, but maybe but, it's the... Trucked in. And then she'll. <laughs> Claiborne, Claiborne, do you have anything to give to Grandmother? Yeah. yeah. Into Brummelstone's beard, Grandmother. Here I go! Here I go, here I go! That's my weakness! <return>. Cheese!
2: Oh. <laughs> <It's> cheese! Sorry.
3: <laughs> Vasa ticks her head towards the dwarf that's blindfolded and gagged, and we need to take care of him first. Where's the nearest? Where's the nearest sewer?
2: And like the Quinn looks at him, is like whoa, 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 and it's really kind of messed with him, and he has to turn away, and he kind of gains his composure, and he's like, "All right, sorry, sorry." Um, the, Quinn tells you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, yeah, so is it nearby? Like, we can safely drag a body there? With Like, is it in the alley? Is it out in the open? And
2: Claiborne's like, well, no one knows where this place is. Why get rid of the body right away? Let's just make sure we get out of here. Yeah, let's just the, kill him. The doppelgangers will figure out how to get rid of the body.
3: Oh, yeah. well, all right. Um, we should at least murder him on some sort of rug or something, so the body can be easily rolled up.
2: Yeah, who doesn't want a rug anymore? Uh. Uh. Quinn says.
3: Alright, great. And then um, Vasa would help Claiborne move the dwarf onto the the thing, and then...
2: He starts to wake up. He's like, what What, you, what the hell's going on?
3: Yeah. Uh, Vasa ignores that. Vasa would strip him of all his clothing, except for his underclothes or something like that. hmm Does he have any jewelry on his body to harvest? <laughs> no. Nothing of value? <laughs> no.
2: Got what kind of what
3: kind of mid level dwarf is this? Vasa's disappointed. Vasa, <laughs> was, Vasa will mention this to Claymore. she's like, "I told you to get mid level. You know, something's a little bling." Oh but um, anyway, so he's on the she dwarf just Stares and
2: at you. <laughs> harvest yeah, she, jewelry on his body. <laughs> like
3: <laughs> she's. Um,
2: Make sure she rings.
3: makes sure. <laughs> yeah, she makes one. sure that the dwarf is. Uh, she makes sure that the dwarf is stripped of his underclothes. She piles the clothes to the side. Sort of um, looks at cl- looks at. Quinn and says, "Make sure that your dwarves burn those clothing. Make sure that there's nothing left to track."
2: You want my dwarves then, to come down here and burn those clothes.
3: You're the top. You're. Yeah. <laughs> and then she, she kind of looks like she's like, "Make sure your doppelganger friends burn those clothes." <laughs> like so I would be. Tra-
2: fra- and he kind of takes a step back. He's like, "All right, yeah, yeah, sorry."
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Vasa would just pull out a knife and just stab him in the heart.
2: All right. <laughs> <Jeez>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And to, then you know,
3: v- Vasa kind of meant um, when Vasa pulls out her blade, she would actually stuff rags into the wound to help seep up the blood so that it doesn't splatter anywhere. You anymore. watch Claymore,
2: if you're looking at her, she kind of takes a step back and kind of turns pale. Like she's been pretty tough so far, but maybe some of that was, uh, that was not really who she really is, and she's just pretty. like, oh, that was yeah. pretty cold blooded. But...
3: <laughs> no, and then and then and then Vasa would say, uh, "We need to bash his face in. His face in, so that he can't be recognized." <laughs>
2: Holy shit! And Claiborne's like, "All right, Vasa." I'm. It's time to go. You can stand outside go. if
3: you have. You can stand outside if you have to, Claiborne.
2: Oh my gosh! And she, she's yeah. She Holy takes a step outside. shit! This is fucking. Yeah,
3: amazing. so Vasa would look around the room, and then she was like, wow. "Oh, we gave we gave your hammer to Ertelby, didn't we?" And she would look around the room for some sort of blunt object. <laughs>
2: yeah, the leg of the uh, bed that's broke. You could work on him for a while with that.
3: Um. <laughs> Actually, you know what she's gonna do? She's gonna take one of her torches, she's gonna light it, and then she's just kinda kinda stuff it on the face to burn it in the face. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a way to do it. Yep. And it also causes less blood splatter. It's so true. then Vasa would roll the body in the rug and she says, Alright then. Now we can go. <laughs> oh my god.
2: Bromelstone hasn't moved at all. He's just Yeah. yeah.
4: Bromblestone kinda of looks at and he's just like wrong dwarf.
2: Wrong team. <laughs> <laughs> Bremblestone gets hardcore. All right, so everyone walks out into the hallway.
3: Yeah, and then she'd be like, "Make sure that you." Um, and she if, she, if she, if she can find a doppelganger, she'd be like, "We make sure you dispose of that body deep in the sewers and leave it to the rats. Like, make sure it's hard for them to find."
2: That man just stares at you.
3: Oh wait, hang on a second, Bremblestone, Bremblestone, where's your skin, Syndicate cloak?
4: Oh. I would pull it out.
3: Yeah, Vasa would um, sort of like jaggedly tear off like a really small rag, and then she'd kind of just mesh it in there with a the face pulp. Oh
1: my mm. god! Yeah,
3: and then she would roll up. She would roll up the uh, the body again.
2: All yeah. right, so you guys finish up with the body and begin your stealthy march to the, the Brotherhood of Iron. <laughs> what was that?
4: <laughs> the perfect murder has been done. <laughs>
2: Thanks for listening to episode 35, Wrong Dwarf, Wrong Team. Episode 36, I think we got off on the wrong foot, is currently available for our Patreon supporters. Here's a sneak peek. Do you know how long a Forge can live without food and water?
1: A lot? Forever?
2: Yeah. Forever. Forever.
1: Thanks for quizzing me on my own race, you asshole.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What it means is that I can just keep you down here as long as I want. You're not going to be able to starve or dehydrate your way out. You just... First off, you're going to have to watch your friend die. And then after that, You'll just stay in silence. Eventually, I'll come down here one day and we'll remove your friend. And you won't know where he goes. Then you'll just be here alone. And you won't, you know, you won't starve, but you will go mad. We can drive you mad. And you won't ever age or die from it. I don't know if any of that's sinking in yet, but I'm just saying that we have options on the table for how to deal with this.
0: Have you ever, like, got up in a mirror,
2: looked in a mirror in the morning and been like,
4: am I the bad guy? Have you ever thought about that?
2: (laughs) I don't wake up in the morning and try to figure out whether I'm part of good guys or bad guys. That's, that's kid stuff. Because objectively
4: speaking, this is pretty evil, what you guys are doing. I mean, you can't tell me, can you tell me with a straight face that what you're doing is for the greater good? It's right. Righteous. It's like, why? Why do you need the gunslinger technology?
1: And we're helping you here by keeping (laughs) everyone else from the technology. Once you get it, everyone gets it. And then your little brotherhood of iron (laughs) it just is Brotherhood of dead (laughs) dwarves.
2: He says, you really think that if we have firearms on our side, that we will suddenly start dying off? Is that why you carry a firearm? Gun violence
1: is rising. It's statistically, you know, (laughs) um, it's a big issue.
2: (laughs) Oh my god. In ten minutes, we're going to separate you and your friend. Unless. Wait,
1: like you're going to take me?
2: No, we're going to take him.
1: No, you can take me if you want.
2: No, we need you. We don't need him. You can Mm. take her if you want.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, thanks for (laughs) Um No, uh. (laughs) God. I love
2: how it's like serious, <laughs> like, yeah, I agree. Serious strategy right before us, and, <laughs> and
1: then us sticking around.
2: If you'd like to get the next episode early, consider becoming a supporter over at Patreon.com/slash/Worldwalkers. You'll get access to early and exclusive episodes, art, and even the house rules that we use in the game. If you want more Worldwalkers in your life, you can find us over at Worldwalkers Pod on Twitter. Facebook.com slash WorldWalkersPod, and you can even hang out with other listeners on the WorldWalkers Discord server, which you can find a link to in the show notes. Thanks to Kevin McLeod over at Incomatech.com for the music in this episode, and thanks as always to Sirenscape for the sound effects you heard. You can find them at Sirenscape.com.
3: By the way, it, while, the, while the doppelgangers were giving us news of, like, you know, uh, Tin's captured, did any of them have any information about, oh, like we saw her javelin fall somewhere or something like that? No.
4: Freaking little stupid street child probably picked it up.
2: <laughs> the most powerful child. on <laughs> uh, the, the east side of cosmic. One
4: right <laughs> <laughs> parent. <There's> a Lord <laughs> of the Flies situation. Stick the peg. Stick
3: the peg. Vasa-, <laughs> Vasa says, "If all three daggers were returned, would you consider the price even?" I really wanted to play
4: with those daggers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when this is over, the gunslingers will reward Vasa handsomely. When this is over,
3: Vasa's guild is gonna cockblock the shit out of the nomads, that's for sure. (laughs) Like, no business whatsoever. (laughs) Expose yourself, unless... Like, unless we're have been captured already if we fight you do not join the fight you are our ace in the deck
0: the mouse Mm -hmm. does a little thumbs up is she
2: gonna
4: cast the sneak spell
3: oh she does need to do that but she can do that from her beard yeah yeah from your beard can she do that as a
2: can you do that while you shapeshift
0: i don't actually know um for yeah for pass without trace
2: Let's just um, let's cut through. Let's do this. Like I'm not that kind of GM. Like you do whatever it takes to get the spell out.
1: Awesome. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I, I, uh, Yo, you fucked I, up I, now. Sh- fucked up now. Oh
0: shit! Now I've right. lost one of my transformations for No, no, day. no, no, no. You
2: you cast yeah. the spell at the appropriate time.
4: You don't fuck with family. You don't fuck with family I love I love how like I
3: love how Pedro's grandmother might be listening to this and she's like I just love how you all laugh together.
1: Oh my god
2: (laughs) (laughs) we just committed murder. Like literal That's true, one day she's gonna hear this and she's like No more pledge.
3: (laughs) Is there any how how large are these shards?
2: Uh, they're about uh, about a hand size.
3: A hand each.
2: A little smaller than that, yeah. (laughs)
3: Like that's not a shard. That's a fucking like
1: rock. (laughs) That's a small boulder.
4: (laughs) Is it wrong that I've been picturing them the size of like would movies show like a bag of cocaine?
2: You no know, like i've been i've been <laughs> that's picturing them the that's right. i've been
3: literally picturing them like the size of like a small pendant like oh really yeah that's like i had vasa wearing one around her neck in a small pouch <laughs> like now i know she's been <laughs> carrying like literally the heaviest <laughs> chain ever like a fucking gangster
2: yeah wait which one are you talking about
3: the the, the shards the shard of dreamland
2: i know but which, which one
3: both
2: oh they're different yeah sizes? yeah the one that you guys first found is smaller
3: okay yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: wait this is the first one i thought that you're asking about the, the new one. one
3: oh the <laughs> new one's big yeah yeah how big like like there's like, a hand really <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> is that wait is that the lantern
3: no no no. the lantern was tiny apparently the lantern it was, was like, yeah
2: the lantern i mean yeah what? the lantern it was like, was... A,
3: it was like it was like maybe this big lantern one. Yeah. And now we got one
2: of the. F- a couple of inches. Of a it was able to fit into the pouch. Yeah.
3: Fucking rock. Oh man. Jesus. Like vasa's One of Vasa's plans was just like
1: swallow both of them, but now she can't. Cause like <laughs> I love the mental uh, image a, of Vasa like <laughs> like,
4: like trying like to stuff this us. gigantic <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> and yeah. just like I can I can do this I can do this like yeah.
1: yeah um,
4: <laughs> see, I like the image of a public toilet. And then just a light glowing from...
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just
4: flickering. It just keeps you're flickering like, on and off.
3: It's is red in ah, the face okay. and blood. And like blood <laughs> and sweat are pouring down. It. Okay. You
1: just uh, like uh,